to another edition of the Hoffcast, and uh, f- this is for Wednesday, November 14th. I am recording the day before, just so I can get it out early and make sure it's there. I'm trying to do this every Wednesday, every single Wednesday, you guys, uh, on time. I'm going to try and get it out. I feel like that's midweek. I've got, <laughs> I've got days leading up to it that I can... Uh, I can I can get it done ahead of time if I need to, or at least get up the strength by Wednesday morning to shovel this thing out. And hopefully I've had enough experience and, and wind down from the weekend wherever I was to uh, have processed things. This last weekend I was up in uh, Big Bear for the Big Bear Comedy Festival. And uh, I had a great time. Had a, had a great time. Traveled up there on Friday afternoon. Left it, left it to... A clock on Friday it took Dave Williamson and I, another comic, it took us four plus hours to get up there. It was kind of ridiculous. I was really disappointed. Like I thought two o'clock's early enough to get the jump on people in Los Angeles, and apparently they could not wait to be done for the week. And every time I think nobody's going to be on the road at this time, Los Angeles uh, says, "Want to bet?" What about we got uh, 10 million people and some of them <laughs> some of them don't have squat to do. So here they come. Uh, and we got we got put up there uh, by the festival people. We got put up at we stayed at the Robin Hood Resort and had shows there at Nottingham's Tavern. I think that's a ballsy call to go with a <laughs> a pop culture reference that the book was probably phew, book was like a hundred years ago, probably. Now, when was, actually, that's a good question. When was the first Robin Hood? Let's see. It was a book first, right? Was it one of those Alexander Dumas ones? Uh, Let's see. The book came out in 1883 by Howard Pyle. Good God. That's 99 years before I was born. (laughs) Uh, The book came out. That book is old. Um, and it was published, so people were printing on books, which is always, it always kind of blows me away when you hear about, um, oh, geez, I just got a call from a friend of mine who just got out of surgery. Is he all loopy on the pain meds? Shout out to Jason Pollock. Hope you're on the men, my brother. It, it only rang twice. Um, it's weird that he would have his phone. He's, I mean, he literally had all his organs taken out. They worked on his back, and then they shoveled him back in. That was just a couple hours ago. If he called me, that's weird. Uh, weird, huh? They must have had, He must have woken up, and they handed him his phone. Um, let me press pause on this real quick. All right, I'm back. Sorry, that was weird. A buddy of mine um, <laughs> was having back surgery today, where they're having to take out... All of his organs, they had to go through the stomach, take out all of his organs to get to his back and put in like a disc. And uh, and I, he's been out of surgery for like an hour maybe and he just called. So I hope everything is okay there. <laughs> I don't know who's got his phone or who just, uh, if he's all loopy and just barely woke up, he's like, let me call Hoff. I got to tell him about it. I saw the dark angel. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Jason Pollock if he's listening. 
Uh, hope you're feeling better. <laughs> and I tried to call him back because I didn't want it to be like, I need to talk to somebody. But uh, he, he didn't answer. So hopefully, hopefully all is well with him. Uh, Big Bear is weird. Yeah, Robin Hood, that's such an old thing. And I know they had a movie in the 90s and they got a new one coming out. So maybe they're like, hey, we're going to have a little more longevity here. We're going to be popular again. The Robin Hood Resort is back, baby. Um, and I had a good time. Thanks to all the festival people, all the all the crowds that came out, uh, all the comics. You guys were awesome. It was fun. There was no drama at all. Everybody had a good time. Everybody got everybody got along really well. Uh, it's the right kind of festival. It's not it's not one of these competition festivals which oftentimes just make it awkward for everybody to have a good time. And I understand the point of that, but it just is not as fun for the comedians. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> Big Bear was great if only the money was better. Uh, that's my one complaint, if there is one, but it was still c- cool to be up there. Um, and uh, saw some people that I hadn't seen or worked with in a long time, and that brings me to a new segment of the show. And I kind of do this every single show, but we're going to try this as like a weekly segment where it's Hoff recommends. These are my recommendations to you. So here, I'm going to record a ditty. Don't think twice. Take his advice. This is Hoff recommends. There, did I record it? Or did I just publish the podcast without doing it? I'm gonna, I fully intend to bring my guitar up and record a jingle for that thing. Or hire somebody to do it before I post this tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and if I didn't, you guys know that that was just me. Uh, but I'm I'm sure that I will do it. So this is Hoff recommends uh, a comic that I hadn't worked with in a few years. I always thought he was funny, but he just really put the pedal to the metal on this uh, uh, at this festival. And his name's Ryan Stout. Ryan R Y A N and Stout S T O U T. Look him up, you guys. He's got lots of things on YouTube. Dark stuff. So not safe for the kiddies. And um, and probably, you know, not if you're in a dark place. Uh, but it's really, really funny. He's one of those guys that teaches crowds how to respond to his level of darkness. And it's an interesting, unique thing. Ryan Stout. Go check him out. If he's, if he's touring in your area, um, go see one of his shows. He was telling me about meditation i guess a couple years ago i guess he kind of like turned a corner and thought he needed to he stopped drinking which i always admire and then all at the same time like well you know what can't you handle it like he said he didn't have a problem he just said you know he wasn't a fan of it and he he didn't want to do it anymore so i understand that like some (laughs) the first time i ever got drunk i was like i'm never doing this again as i was throwing up i was like i'm dying i don't want to be so, so I get it. I understand it. Um, but go see him. Uh, he was teaching me about meditation, which right now I'm not going to recommend. I'm not going to recommend. I'm not sure if it's good. Uh, I, I tried to meditate yesterday. I tried for five minutes. I set my alarm, which maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe you're not supposed to set an alarm. and Because uh, <laughs> then, then all I think about is, like, is my alarm about to go off? Is it about to go I set it for five minutes. I was like, is this... A- has that been five minutes? Like at three minutes and 50 seconds, has that been five minutes? And then I'm thinking about that rather than think, you're supposed to only think about your breathing. This is the deal with 
with meditation is you're supposed to just go so I don't know if you're supposed to go somewhere quiet there's not that place in my house so all the whole time I could hear babies like screaming and and Sarah's giving them instructions so every time I heard that my mind went there and then you're supposed to bring it back into your breathing and Ryan told me he's like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that you know your mind went somewhere else what matters is that you were able to bring it back <laughs> and let me tell you about every half a second I was like bring it back bring it back pretty soon I was like just thinking about bringing it back like but not in bringing it back I was like ooh when it wanders I gotta bring it back when it wanders I gotta bring it back when it, and it's just like a fish coming out and like only being able to ha- have one foot to swim just kept going back and forth back and forth and so I don't know if that was good or not I don't know if it's like working out where the first time you do it you're going to be in pain and you're worthless at it. I don't know if that's the way meditation is supposed to work or if I'm just got one of those weak brains. <laughs> but I've tried that, but I'm not recommending it yet. I'm going to keep trying it, but no recommendation. So far, Hoff recommends Ryan Stout. I also recommend on Netflix, Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh comedy special. I emphasize comedy special because it's not a stand-up special. Yes, he does stand up in it, but it is not a stand-up special. Uh, It's recorded over like 20, 25 shows, and uh, it's just a fun, like, it's almost like a sketch, like a series of sketches, because he plays some guitar, he sings some songs, and then he does some stand-up in it, Uh, but it's not... It's not like a stand-up special that you guys watch. You can't... It's unfair to put it in that same category. Uh, It wasn't like he had one or two shows to get one act out. He had, like, tons of shows, and they cut it together well. Chris Rock tried to do this a few years ago um, where he did three different shows, wore three different outfits, but they were cutting in between like setups and punchlines, and that did not work at all because it just it just drew you out of it. But this one worked because, uh, I don't know, they just cut it correctly. Whoever, Big shout out to the editor. I recommend the editor of 100% Fresh, which you guys will never look up, so I will look it up for you. Adam Sandler. Oh. And it's funny about the title there, that 100% fresh, because uh, I think it's that because he gets panned on Rotten Tomatoes. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to do my, <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make it uh, 100% fresh before they can even do anything. I'll bet you it has a Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> it got 7.7 on IMDb. Um, 100% fresh. Let's see who edited 100% fresh. Let's see. How do I find How do I find full cast and crew? Let's see. 113 minutes editor. Sound department visual camera. Jesus, the editor. Editorial department. Okay. Aaron Champion. I like it all right. He was the post consultant. Um and Perry Sachs, post production assistant, and Ariel Tafel, uh post production assistant. Aaron Champion, no wonder you got it right. Um, just killed it on the editing because this could have been a disaster. It could have been a nightmare. Looks like he does a bunch of comedy specials. So Aaron Champion, I also recommend. Good job, Aaron. You killed it on this one. You, uh, it could have been a nightmare. But the the special is really fun, you guys. The special is really a lot of fun, and um, 
It's kind of that Adam Sandler you grew up with and loved. Uh, if you ever listened to any of his CDs, it kind of reminded me of that. Just fun little bits here where it just seemed like he and a couple of his friends went into a room and got high. And then whatever they came out with, that's what they had. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It just shows you what comedy can be. It shows you, you know, it doesn't have to be polished and perfect. It can be this kind of like experimental weird thing. And Adam's got just the taste for that. And it was nice to see that because he's come out with some movies that have a lot to be desired. And if you're watching it, I think with about uh, about 10 minutes to go in the special, he does a song about Chris Farley, which is it just makes you well up with tears. Um, and, and it's it's great because it makes you cry and it makes you laugh and it makes you think. It, the whole thing was fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, it takes a couple minutes to get into. Don't just give it like five minutes. Like give it at least fifteen, and get into it. And if you're not giggling a little bit by then, then then quit. You're not meant for it. Uh, but you know it takes a few minutes to get into, so give it that. Um, and I and I'm pretty sure you guys will be thanking me on that. That that one is a lot of fun. Uh, congratulations, Adam, because that's Adam's a big listener of the podcast, so that's why I'm directing that to him. Uh, personally so thank you adam for doing that that's fantastic if you need anything you've got my number um <laughs> uh, what if he calls what if he calls now and <laughs> and even though i just lied you have my number and he calls like hey nick hopper it's good to, it's good to hear from me. now he's not gonna call because of this stupid impression i'm not gonna do the stupid impression anymore adam go ahead and give me a call and he calls and he's like hey it's adam Sandler. i'm like how the hell did you get my number who the hell gave that to you? Because he's going to, like, I know we know a lot of the same people, but who the hell gave you my number without contacting me and saying, hey, Hoff, you mind if I give the same man your number? Well, maybe I do mind because he's going to call and be mad. He's going to be, what was that impression? What was that, Hoff? Uh, it was fantastic. Adam, if you call, I'll put you on the podcast next week and we'll, uh, we'll promote it again. We'll put it on uh, next week's Hoff Recommends as well. Um, the last thing I'll recommend this week is the movie Incredibles 2 by Pixar. They always are killing it. You guys know. You've probably already seen it. Uh, Incredibles 2, though, doesn't disappoint. If you like the first one, you like this one. Uh, you know, it kind of is a role reversal movie, and uh, it's just really good. You guys, if you like Pixar movies, definitely pick that up. I think it just came out on disc. So uh, rent it at your local Red Box or purchase it at your local retail store. And that is the end of Hoff Recommends. Do I play the uh, outro music again? Who knows? Did I play it? <laughs> now, I, now I've got two dead spots in this. Two parts where I'm going to have to edit. Ugh, that's a reason not to do it. But I will. Did I? I don't know. Uh, you guys know. I, I currently don't. You guys know more than me right now. Is that weird? Is that weird? You're listening to this. You know whether or not I followed through on that little jingle. And uh, and I don't know it. So you listening to this knows more than me telling it. Um, although I know things that uh, I'm going to say maybe in the future that you don't know yet. So I guess we're on we're equal playing field. Okay? Equal playing field. We're, we're equal. Let's be equals, guys. Uh, um, this week, uh, a lot of people... I've, I've been buying some plane tickets because I've got shows coming up in uh, December... And people have been complaining. I saw a bunch of people complaining again about um, about uh, the uh, change ticket policy that many airlines have. I think the only one that doesn't have it is Southwest, where you can just like 
you know, same day flight change for free. Other ones do if you have status, but that's kind of an elitist crap thing that I don't like, even though I have it with with American. Um, I think that's crap. Like, if you want to get on an earlier flight, why would you prevent me from doing that? If you have a seat on a flight that's leaving in 15 minutes, nobody's going to buy that ticket right now. Let me on, and my flight's in an hour and a half. You might sell a ticket to that one in an hour and a half. You're not going to sell this ticket. You might as well let me on there for free so that you're filling that plane and then hopefully being able to fill the back one. Or maybe one of your other flights is delayed and people need that seat. You ought to be, airlines ought to be pushing people to get on an airplane as fast as humanly possible. I don't understand why they would be dicks about it. I don't know, because they can hold it over our heads. They're like, I'd rather charge you 200 plus the change ticket fee. Well, screw you. Like, is this... Is this a service that I'm paying for, or are you just bending me over once I get to the airport? I think <laughs> question answered, question asked, or vice versa. Question asked, question answered, you know? Uh, oh, the airlines. I South Park did an episode like 15 years about it, 15 years ago about it, where uh, they were inventing these bicycles that uh, like pumped something up your rear as you were like blowing into this other tube. And and people are like, well, it beats airline travel, and they they would go around on this little uh, single wheel vehicle, <laughs> and they're like, well, it beats the hell out of flying with the airlines, and they're just getting rammed up the scooge. <laughs> um, and it hasn't changed. They haven't gotten any better. They haven't gotten any better. But we all still do it because we need to fly. Uh, I wish I wish we had more power as consumers. Somehow we got to bond together to like use. We've got a union without the union we just need to figure out how to band all together if we sat there and we like sat out of one industry for a week we could cripple it if we all said okay you know what for a week nobody's gonna fly and then they all these airlines just had planes sitting around do you know how much damage that would do to their bottom line and then they would be forced to change but we don't have enough we don't have enough people to all get together that's that would be my platform if i was president it's like let's just take back the industries we've lost as the american public that's the problem with a president that gets in there and all of a sudden he's part of this elitist group where he's only worried about all these governmental things but he should be the leader of the free world he should be the leader of the american people and be like okay here's what we're going to do on wednesday nobody is going to go get coffee from any place because why does it cost $3.79 for a cup of coffee? It should not cost that. That should be a $1 purchase. And so we are not going to drink coffee and see how many people, like even if only, you know, 75% of people that were going to do that did it, uh, you know how much power we'd have? That's what I want the next president to be. I want him to be like, you know what? I'm not worried about governing at all. I am now just going to lead us into prosperity on individual things. And meanwhile, those of you that work at Starbucks or Coffee Bean or Dunkin' Donuts like, Hoff, what about my prosperity? What about what about my family? I need that job. I need that profit margin. Otherwise I don't get a bonus come Christmas. And then I now I gotta answer that guy. And that guy's like, screw this president. And now I've now I've pissed off the uh, the coffee makers in favor of the coffee drinkers. <laughs> and that's why being president sucks. That's you're never going to make everybody happy. And I mean, this president alone, he got <laughs> he opened his yap about these California fires. Uh which it doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter if he's telling the truth. I, I don't know if he was or not, like about the mismanagement of the forestry and, and all that. I don't know if that's true or not, but you just can't open your mouth. When something bad happens to people, you can't be like, like somebody gets in a car accident and they, they break their break their back because they didn't have their seatbelt buckled. And you're like, should I have your seatbelt buckled? Like that doesn't help at this point. Like you, you don't say that. Maybe you whisper that to everybody else, uh, but you don't you don't look at a person that's just been bamboozled I don't know why I use that word. <laughs> you don't look at a person that just had lost everything and and give them the truth. You got to give them sympathy at that point. You got to treat those people with gloves. You got to treat a lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people lost their houses. You have to be uh, empathetic at that point. Even if there was somebody, something else at fault, you don't look at the blame. You give that a breath. Comedians know this. A comedian, you know, I have a I have a gun control joke, and we just had that shooting up in Thousand Oaks last week, and I know better than to do that joke right now. I know it because it's insensitive. It's still a great joke. It's still funny, but the moment I say gun control, it takes people into that mindset, and now I, I've lost you, and now I've got you thinking about something else. I got to let that breathe. And I think it's a worthwhile joke and it's got funny things in it and it's got uh, poignant points. Poignant points? Point? Is that is that redundant? Poignant? Does that mean point? Poignant. Point. Now, oh, it's lost all meaning. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, that, uh, what is it, Tommy Boy or is it Black Sheep where they're like Roads? I'm trying to say roads, 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 words lost all meaning. Uh, poignant. I know poignant means like to the like like the perfect point, but then saying point after it is that redundant? Are you guys over this right now? <laughs> is me repeating myself over and over again about it? Is that redundant? Yeah, you, I just have to know when to use those jokes, when when to hold my breath, uh, and Trump needs to do that as well. Like half of his problems are because he opens his yap. Half of half of any problem anybody has with him is because he just shoots from the hip. And some people like that about him, <coughs> and it works to his advantage sometimes. And sometimes you're like, dude, you just gotta, you just gotta clam up, okay? Just do your thing, and just sit there and be. You know, there's a lot to be said for just doing something and staying quiet about it. Okay, there's a lot to be said, or or planning what you're going to say rather than just popping off. Now, I, I empathize with the guy because he's asked questions all the time. I always said, like, even way back, like, when The Daily Show first came out and they're just taking sound bites of politicians and, and putting them under a microscope and making fun of them, that's kind of low-hanging fruit in that, like, I can take anything you say, take it out of context and make fun of it, or or flip it on its head and make fun of it. Like, that's not very hard. <laughs> so I, I feel bad for anybody that has to do that as a profession. And uh, as comedians, you know, if you guys put everything we say under a microscope, we're going to have a lot of answering to do. Uh, but then you shouldn't do that because they're just jokes, including everything I say in this podcast, just jokes. I'm doing it for your entertainment and uh, doing it to maintain a relationship with you guys. That's why I like it when you guys send me Facebook messages or uh, or you tweet at me or you say something to me on Instagram or you send me an email. I don't know if my email is still up on my website or not. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, is that really a good idea? Should I really have that out there? I mean, I'm sure you can dig and find it if you want to. Let's see if I go to my website and contact. Uh, no, my email is no longer there. So that's probably a good thing. 
uh, as as you guys, as longtime listeners know, I've had bouts with my email. Uh, currently sitting at five unread and uh, da, 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 371 total emails. So I'm keeping it low. I've gotten a little bit, a little bit high. I want that number to get down so that I'm on zero, but it's it's hard. I've got a lot of things. I, I've got a lot of excuses, you guys. Got a lot of excuses for you that I can tell you about um, trying to trying to keep that low. So that's where we stand right now on the emails. Uh, let's see. Trump shuts his yap. I called my friend uh, actually to ask him about uh, this uh, Hoff recommends jingle um, that that may or may not have been heard. Um, and he answered and he goes, "Hey, just to let you know, uh, girlfriend's in the car." My girlfriend Deb's in the car. I'm on speakerphone. What's up? And instantly I felt weird, like like I was going to talk trash about her or say something uh, uh, just that was terrible and embarrass him and myself and her. Uh, and he goes, no, I was protecting you. So you wouldn't say anything that you regret, which... Now, I I get that that's a courtesy, but it always makes people feel weird. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm here in the car. You're on speakerphone. Uh, you know, that's always like a weird deal. So we need something. We need something else to say that gets the whole thing across. We need something else that we can say. Not, not, hey, you're on speakerphone in the car. Uh, we need something that, that makes sense, that alleviates that awkwardness. Like maybe, maybe you have the other person answer the phone. Maybe that's the play. You're driving anyway, assuming, assuming you're driving. Otherwise, why have it on speakerphone? Just put it up to your ear because that's, because that's rude, Nick. That's rude. We're in the car together. Now you're just going to take a phone call. I want to hear what this person has to say. I want to want to be a part of this private conversation. Um, maybe maybe you just have that other person answer the call. Maybe you're just like, oh, here, will you answer that? And and maybe they just put it on and, and hold it up to you, which is no good. Uh, but hopefully if you say, will you answer that? They'll answer and they'll be like, hello. And then you'll be like, oh, you're not the person I was calling. And they're like, yeah, yeah we're riding in the car. That way they say it. And now it's no longer awkward. Now neither of us have explaining to do because uh, they've got it. Okay, go with that, you guys. Anytime you're driving and a person calls and you don't want to do that whole, hey, you're on speakerphone, so don't say that thing that we did when we were in Las Vegas when we were 22. Don't talk about that. Instead, they answer it, and then then you can have a lovely conversation uh, out between the th- person you tried to call on the person you don't care about um (laughs) try that and let me know how that works out for you i'm gonna try it i'm gonna i'm gonna use that from now on speaking of which this this week is a big week for old nick hoff because uh i got uh on thursday is my 10 year wedding anniversary um yeah 10 that's a big one i've i've skated on some of the others where i've had shows uh, sometimes I'm out of town and I gotta like make it up to you. Uh, she probably has other examples. Um, but this one's 10. I can't, I can't skate on this one, but I gotta figure out, I've got ideas for gifts, but I don't have them. I have not completed the transactions yet. So I gotta do that at some point, figure out how to hide it and how do I hide it and how well do I hide it? Cause how good do I get at hiding things? Uh, if it's an actual gift, like, but then two days later is her birthday. So now I got like a gift and, and I usually spread it out 
a lot of people will say maybe she's getting the shaft if if these two holidays were further apart then uh, she might get uh, good things on both ends. But what I try and do is on the anniversary, I try and do like a memory, like a like a date. Like maybe I'll take her out, uh, get her something that's not tangible, but rather like have an experience together. Or um, we, we try and follow those gift charts, whatever. But I, I hate being tied to stupid things like that. Um, so, you know, I kind of go off a little bit on those. Uh, but I, I try and do something. So we're, I think we're going to go out on a date, which we never, hardly ever do. So we're going to go out on a date. Got a babysitter who we don't trust. <laughs> but hopefully they can keep the kids alive for a couple of years. Uh, and not that we don't trust that person. We just don't trust anybody with our kids. Um, and uh, and then on the birthday, I get her something tangible. So I try and do one of each, like have a fun thing to do and then a fun thing to give uh, two days apart. So hopefully, hopefully that'll work again this year. I've got some ideas. I think we've already figured out the date section. Uh, I've got to get her a little gift for that. Like it's not going to be a big deal. Um, you know, I don't know what 10 year, what is the 10 year anniversary gift chart? Uh, let's see, 10 year anniversary gift these are always so stupid like who came up with this bullcrap uh 10th wedding anniversary is traditionally celebrated with gifts of tin or aluminum so a pepsi can (laughs) uh but there's nothing wrong with breaking tradition oh thanks thanks for that personal creations thank you there's nothing wrong with with giving up on it uh which we've done in the past and then we've also followed it uh, for some time. Uh, let's see. 10-year anniversary gift ideas. A camera. Who's buying a cam? If you're buying a camera right now in the year 2018, get out of town. Like, Unless you're buying like a crazy great camera because you're a photographer, then that's fine. But, I mean, our phones have great cameras on them right now. That's all you need. You don't need to carry another thing. Tin? Tin roof rusted wait the other good news is the modern 10-year anniversary gift is a diamond boy they really stepped it up from tim and tin and aluminum (laughs) listen it's either tin and aluminum or it's a diamond who doesn't love that i'll tell you who doesn't love that the buyer of the diamond diamonds are stupid they're perceived value you guys i cannot wait for generations down the down the road to say hey we're not going to buy diamonds and then de beers just craps themselves because they realize they've got nothing there like there's no other good for a diamond what to cut glass is that the only other thing you've got like they should not be valued at what they are they're just a shiny rock that's all it is so what the oh, a vase for 75 dollars from kate spade no thanks kate good over here good with the free vases that come every time you ant- order flowers <laughs> i don't need it um diamonds ridiculous my wife wants diamond earrings I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that right now silly silly why do you want just a like cubic zirconium that makes sense to me it's the same it's the same exact look oftentimes uh cz are are better looking because you could afford it you could afford a good-looking cubic, whereas maybe you had to get clouds in your stones. No clouds in my stones. Hey, hey, Rihanna, where you at? Hey, you're on speakerphone. <laughs> you're on speakerphone with the Queen Bee, Rihanna. Don't say anything. 
I don't I don't like any of these ideas. These are all stupid. I hate these itsy. I hate I hate uh Pinterest. All these weirdos giving you ideas of things you don't want, don't want to do. I got to figure it out. I got to I'm going to cut I'm going to cut now on this podcast. We're sitting here. Yeah, we we made it. We made it to my uh 30-minute minimum. So we're good. Uh I appreciate you guys all are all listening and if you're listening to this tomorrow i've got one more day uh to figure out this anniversary gift so you got great ideas something for 10 years you got a great idea something i can do something quick and fast and cheap hit me up let me know um if you haven't already which i assume you have why would you be listening if you haven't subscribed to this podcast and gone back and listened to the older episodes i'm with you now every wednesday from now on i promise you guys and and uh, as you know, you already heard the jingle for the uh, the Hoff recommends. So you know I'm a man of my word. You know you know I keep my promises. Still, right now, I'm not sure if I'm gonna do that, <laughs> but I'm assuming I will, and I'm very confident about it. I've got I've got Trump's confidence that I'm going to do it, and it's gonna be the best jingle. It's gonna be the best jingle. You've never ever heard a jingle like it. I got I got great people working on it. <laughs> I love his confidence. Um, and I will let you guys know next week how uh, the anniversary and birthday thing went. Uh, <laughs> and you'll know if it's if it's good or bad. And uh, maybe I'll have a new jingle for uh, good news, bad news. Um, God, why give yourself more work off? Uh, so that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, next week on the 24th, I am at the Edgewood Casino in Laughlin, Nevada with Cable Guy in December. I've got two separate weekends in Oregon, so I'm all over Oregon if you're in that area. Um, and then I just uh, I just booked a date in Lincoln, Nebraska for January. So if you guys are in uh, the Nebraska area, hit me up. I'm going to be there uh, at the Comedy Loft on January 25th and 26th of 2019. Those are my first road gigs of 2019, so come out if you're in the Nebraska area. If you came to my shows earlier this year in Nebraska, don't don't come to this one. <laughs> don't come to this one because um, I haven't had enough time to develop uh, a ton of new material, but tell everybody. Tell everybody that didn't come to my show last time I was in Lincoln. Tell everybody, hey, go see Hoff at the Comedy Loft. Get those tickets as soon as they're available, and I'll let you guys know that. Um, until then, have a great week, you guys. Um, have a fantastic Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and on into the weekend. And uh, I'll say hi to you guys next week. All right, talk to you later.